Welcome to In The Loop, the Charlotte Area Chambers podcast, where we talk about everything Charlotte with area business and community leaders. Here are your hosts, Chamber Chief Operating Officer Michael Orzak and CEO of Chase Media, Diane Chase. Hi, welcome to In The Loop, the Charlotte Area's Chambers podcast. I'm Michael Orzak, along with my co-host, Diane Chase. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Brittany Kanaski with Hello Velocity. We are so thrilled to have her on our show today. Welcome, Brittany and Diane. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Michael. Welcome, Brittany. So happy to have you with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me today. Absolutely. We're we're eager to hear all sorts of nuggets of, of wisdom from you in your area of expertise, which, which has to do with working with young professionals. So it is a whole different world out there in terms of having so many generations in, in the workplace. Uh, I've read reports that there are now five generations in the workplace these days and learning to communicate to communicate across generations can be really challenging but it's absolutely critical nothing successful happens with poor communication right mm-hmm. definitely yeah and I, I see it too I work especially with young professionals and it's interesting though when I do branch out and work with Uh, older generations than myself and hearing some of the same topics coming up over and over again when it comes to communication or confidence in the workplace. So it's interesting. I think we all think the generations are so very different, but really maybe we are more just struggling with a communication issue and less so that we're all that different. Yeah. So speaking about communication, I just want to ask, like, I notice like some different people, like, okay, let's talk about the cell phone while you're talking to other people. (laughs) I've taught myself that it's acceptable in certain situations that people are going to be checking their cell phone while we're having a conversation. And some people don't bend to that. And so how do you like define rules of that kind of communication? What's acceptable? What's not? Do people have to be aware, like, if somebody gives them a look because they're looking on their phone, should they say now, okay, I know that's not acceptable now and I have to change my behavior? What are your thoughts on that whole phone that's become part of your hand now? Yeah, yeah, that's a interesting. And I love the very specific example, too, because that's often something people talk about is, you know, younger generations attached to their cell phones. Um, But something I teach with people, especially in coaching, is that we never want to go into a situation trying to mind read what other people think or what do what we think they want us to do. Or, you know, like that will always get us in trouble because we're going to overexert our energy trying to, you know, read every single facial, facial cue and then make an assumption and then react to it when really in almost every situation, it's easier just to be honest and upfront saying, hey, if this is, you know, if this is the expectation, especially if you're in the corporate setting or you're at work and say, hey, we have this team meeting, we're sitting in the room together. Or if you're even in a Zoom call still say, hey, phones down this next 30 minutes, it's a phones down activity or, you know, just being upfront about it. I think that helps a lot and not make those assumptions because then you get into some murky situations pretty quickly. 
So it's more based on the situation and not the age difference that you're dealing with those kinds of things. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it is. I a, like it. it. Is, I like it. <laughs> it's a sticky wicket sometimes, though, because the assumption is that if you come into a meeting, especially with a new client or a prospect, and you have you put your phone down on the table. You know, right there, even if it's turned, Simon Sinek says, even if it's turned upside down, that doesn't know. That's not the solution. It's still there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, to your point in, in meetings and things like that, to set the parameters, set the guidelines for everyone, That that's easy. But when you're having a one-on-one -on -one situation, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to err on the side of caution, if you will, and, and keep my phone in my purse. But yeah, I appreciate too. Like too as well. Yeah, me too. I have to put it in my pocket because if I don't, yeah, I know I'm one of those checkers. Yeah, me my too. wife will be like, I'll be on my phone and she'll try to catch me. She she goes, so did you see that tiger jump out of the tree? You know. <laughs> So, you know, seeing if I'm listening. Saying, or you know, like, wow, wasn't phone. that amazing? And they're like, <laughs> you know, you're so, like what? <laughs> so maybe people could try that with other people. Like you see them on their phone and you say, hey, that tiger just jumped out of the tree, you know. And then you're like, oh, okay, they're listening to think? me because they heard that right. and they laughed, right? <laughs> right. So. Yeah, or sometimes when I'm, you know, if it is a one-on-one -on -one conversation and the other person's on the phone, then I just stop talking and wait for them to look up at me and say, okay, now, now we're back to it and then continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think that's a great, a great tactic because it does, you know, it's an awareness piece a lot of times. Um, people may not even be aware that they are off-putting because they're looking at their phone instead of you. Mm -hmm. And that's a critical part of communication is, well, the number one communication skill is listening, as you know. Um, it's not talking at all. But mm -hmm. just having eye contact is so important. Mm -hmm. What do you see, what are some of the challenges that you're seeing in terms of young professionals you work with? Yeah, one of the biggest piece that I'm seeing lately is actually a lack of confidence, especially in the workplace. So they have, I would say, maybe grown up in this environment that, and and most generations too, when you're growing up in the corporate setting or you're growing up and you're in your first few years or maybe even first five to 10 years in the workplace, there's this unwritten rule that everyone else knows better than you. And you kind of, what's the one saying people say is like, you have to just sit there and wait your turn to speak up or you have to sit there and wait to get the promotion or whatever it is that you're trying to do, uh, lead a team, speak up in a meeting, things like that. So there are these unwritten rules that's kind of holding young professionals back. I see a lot. And then they don't have the confidence to speak up for what they want or to share their opinion, share their new ideas in different settings. And then, you know, we're seeing this huge or a lot of talk about imposter syndrome too. So it's leading to that other angle of, you know, 
they know they're really good at what they do, but then when it comes to showing up, they shrink and they aren't showing up to their full capacity and they don't really believe in themselves. So it's an interesting thing. And honestly, I see that it's been around for a long time and now we're just getting new language around it that we can more easily identify it and speak about it and, and have these open conversations about it. But that's that's definitely the number one issue I'm seeing is the, the lack of confidence. That's interesting. So what are some of the tips that you offer them for overcoming that? Yeah, I I always try to do really simple frameworks for people because I I believe that oftentimes, like I said earlier, we're we're doing too much work in our brains and our brain has all of these ideas and assumptions and made up rules that are swirling around. So especially when it comes down to confidence, it's really getting really clear on what it is you need in that situation, especially in the workplace. Like, do you need, if you're going on to a sales call that you're nervous about and you're new to this role, what do you actually need to be successful in that sales role or in that sales call? Do you need, you know, a one sheeter about the information you're selling, your products and services? Do you need to have a mentor to help, you know, train you and get you up to speed, things like that. And then we also need to be really decisive and building up confidence in that sense of, how will you move forward? So is it getting really clear potentially on your priorities? What do I actually need in this situation? Again, with the the sales call, it can be really that simple of, hey, here's my objective of the call. Be clear with the other person. And and this is my priority is to know if we're a good fit to work together. And then the last piece with confidence is really knowing your worth, like the why me. So again, with lack of confidence, it's often that imposter syndrome or doubting yourself. So really you can, oftentimes I recommend to people just make a list of all the accomplishments that you do have, even if sometimes people try to make it more complicated in their heads of, oh, I've never done this exact thing before. I've never led a sales call or whatever it is. But then think about all the other new things you've done before, new jobs you've started before, new projects you've led, anything like that that could apply to this work situation. And you'll after, you know, set a timer for five minutes and by the end you'll find, oh, you have a whole page of accomplishments and projects and accolades and things that you've done that will help you in this setting. So it really can be that simple. I totally agree with that because growing up in this corporate culture and stuff, and, and especially if you're working with somebody young and new in the workplace that doesn't have that confidence, like halfway through my career, somebody told me, Michael, you know, everybody knows about networking out. Hey, you're going to this event to network. But one mentor of mine said, Michael, you need to network within your company. People mm-hmm. need to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And he's, he also said, go and invite people to out to lunch. And then maybe that helps your confidence and mm-hmm. boosts your ability to speak up. Um, so I, I always try to pass that information on to people that are in that corporate structure of, yeah, just go out to lunch with people and let them, you know, that's a great time to ask people those questions or those things that you're afraid to in that group setting. Mm-hmm. It'll give you that one-on-one confidence and then it'll shift over to that. And if and if that person that you took to lunch is listening to you and they're in the same room at the time, they're going to know you and that you have good ideas and that may help with your confidence as well. Yeah, I love that. Internal, yeah, that internal networking. I think that's really, really powerful. And the, 
you know, the more you do the the one-on-one conversations, the more confidence you'll build in terms of getting in front of smaller groups and then really speaking up in a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we always underestimate the value of what we do and what we bring and what we can do and what we can bring. Um, so I love that exercise that you have. It's like when you look at it on a piece of paper, it's like, oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Even something I do for myself is every week I try to make a list of my wins for the week and my learnings. So it's instead of, you know, sometimes you finish the week and it's just been such a blur that you're not even recognizing, mm. oh, you know, here's, here's what I actually accomplished. Are you, a lot of times we associate success with either money or specific things happening. And when they don't happen over time, then you start to beat yourself up. So instead I have this little ongoing list of, oh, this is actually a win. I met this person who introduced me to that person or, mm. oh, I learned that path isn't going to work out. So now I'm going to shift gears this way. So it's, yeah, a little confidence boost notes for yourself and, and things like that. Or even uh, for me as a business owner, keeping testimonials really somewhere easy that I can get to and reading those almost every day is just, hey, this is really impactful, the work that I'm doing. And it, it's powerful. And that helps me just like boost, boost that confidence right in the moment. Mm, that's a great idea. I love that. So something we all should remember to do and, mm-hmm. uh, and make it a regular habit. That's, that's the other piece I'm sure. Right. Yeah. It's one thing to do it once or twice, but doing it regularly and even with emails, when you get feedback, you know, positive feedback from your boss or anyone on your team, or it could be the, you know, lunch meetings that you have taking note of what you learned or got feedback from that person, just writing it down or emails in a separate email folder. That was one of my favorite tips that I got many, like when I first started in corporate America, it was anytime you get an add a girl email, like, Hey, you did a good job on this. You drag it to that folder. And it's the first folder you see every day is my add a girl folder. Oh, I love it. That's so cool. So when do people knock on your door? Like, what is it that they say, I have to call Brittany? Yeah. So (laughs) from an individual standpoint for coaching, usually it's young professionals uh, that have been in, you know, after college for five to 10 years, and they are hitting that point where they really want to level up in their career. And they either don't know what's next for them, or they don't know how to get to where they want to be. So they're, they're super ambitious. They're probably already doing, you know, personal development courses or conferences or reading books and things, but they're not quite getting the traction that they want to be having. So they know they need to go that next step and that deeper layer to do more of this, uh, this mindset work and figuring out, you know, who they really are, what they're, passions are, what their strengths are, and how they can really show up fully in the workplace. That's great. Anything else you'd like to add? Any final tips? Uh, I would say one thing I always love to leave people with that I've found is most impactful, whether you're a young professional or any other professional, is to, in order to accelerate your goals, something that's really helpful is really understanding your values and using that as your North Star when it comes to making decisions or prioritizing your to-do list or anything on a, on a daily basis. It's really 
a really, really powerful practice. And then also pairing that with the values at your company can be even more powerful for leading those goal conversations at work too. Mm, absolutely. So important. The, you know, the whole realm of culture at work and in what you do has really come to the forefront, which I'm so happy to see. And I read this great uh, definition of culture being values plus behavior times consistency. Ooh. Do you love that? I love that. <laughs> I need to write that down. So lead with your values. How are you living those values and how consistent are you? Like every single day, are you living those values, which builds culture, which builds trust, which helps people be more productive because they really like working where they work. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, I mean, it's a simple formula, but it's so powerful at the same time. Yeah, love it. <laughs> thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for joining us on In The Loop. And we look to having more conversations with you out and about and helping those young professionals become great business leaders. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us on In The Loop, the Charlotte Area Chamber weekly business and community podcast with your hosts, Michael Orsak and Diane Chase like to be a sponsor, please contact us through our website, charlottearechamber.com. Join us again next week for the latest scoop in the loop.